let's get to the UK and our correspondent Gavin Gray. Some news uh, just breaking as we join you, Gavin, concerning what appears to be a cyber attack on the Royal Mail. Well, they are kind of describing it, actually, Tim, as a cyber incident. And that's quite simply, I think, because they actually have no idea what's causing the problem. But the problem means that the delivery firm is now telling customers to stop sending items overseas until it's resolved the issue. Royal Mail says there's some minor delays to post coming into the UK, but not much, and domestic deliveries are unaffected. But for those like those with relatives here in the UK, don't expect a parcel coming out anytime in the next few days. Uh, Royal Mail says uh, its computerized systems for sending letters and parcels abroad have been, quote, severely disrupted. And what we do know is the National Cyber Security Center, part of the UK Cyber Intelligence Agency, is actually involved in trying to work out what's happened, along with the National Crime Agency. And the reason that they're involved in this is because there have been a number of high-profile cybersecurity incidents in recent weeks. The Twitter accounts of two cabinet ministers, uh, among them the Guardian newspaper. Um, but this is, you know, this is quite a major disruption. Royal Mail sent 152 million parcels abroad. That's around 200,000 items a day. Now, in Paris, there's been a stabbing at the Gare du Nord station. Yes, and as anyone who's been to Paris will know, that is a massive uh, thoroughfare. About 700,000 travellers a day use one of the busiest international rail stations, the Gare du Nord. It's one of the busiest in Europe. The interior minister said a man was stopped by two off-duty police officers who were actually on their way home from a shift. Now, he's said that the suspected attacker was then shot three times and taken to hospital. Uh, we still believe he is alive, but with serious injuries. Uh, and the six people, we're told, are all being uh, looked at in hospital. We don't know their conditions yet. Police are yet to name their main suspect. Uh, apparently, that person did not have identity documents on them at the time they were taken to hospital. Um, and uh, reporters have been told by the uh, interior minister that the man attacked people in the nation with what looked like a homemade weapon for the stabbing. Uh, police had earlier said he'd used a knife or a blade. Uh, but, of course, the big question mark is what is the motive for this attack? Six people in one minute were injured. It's such a busy, busy place. But, uh, yeah, terrorism not being ruled in, not being ruled out. Well, can you tell me about this MP who's been dumped for spreading COVID vaccination misinformation? Well, Andrew Bridgen is a controversial MP. He's a member of the Conservative MPs and uh, effectively, of course, is the Conservative Party who are in power. Uh, and over the last few sort of weeks, he's been on social media talking really about um, the feelings that perhaps he's begun to have about how uh, the corona, coronavirus vaccination scheme has actually damaged some people. And then further social media uh, claims that that was being covered up. So initially highlighting some real rare instances of genuine vaccine injury, but then misinterpreting the data, suggesting it was much more common than it might otherwise be. Uh, and so basically, in his most recent tweet, he actually said, as one consultant cardiologist said to me, the vaccination program is the biggest crime against humanity since the Holocaust. Well, any mention of the Holocaust, uh, of course, we've been ringing the Holocaust Educational Trust. They said it's highly irresponsible, wholly inappropriate. 
The Prime Minister says it is utterly unacceptable, and now he's effectively serving a five-day suspension from Parliament um, already for breaching uh, parliamentary rules on registering financial interests. And now he's been told that at the moment, anyway, he is not formally part of the Conservative Party. Now, I had to laugh when I heard about this uh, secondary school trying to ban all physical contact between pupils and stop romantic relationships. No hugging, no holding hands. Oh, good luck with no, that. No, I think this is something we ought to instill at News Talk ZB, maybe, as well. <laughs> uh, they're basically saying at the school, called Highland School in Chelmsford in South East England, uh, that um, uh, the head teacher says there should be no romantic relationships at the school or any kind of physical contact. And they do include hugging, holding hands. Uh, parents are pretty livid about this. They say it's gone way too far and it's stopping friends from greeting one another, perhaps giving um, some mental support, mental health support to one another. And they said they only found out about it very briefly before a letter arrived on their doorstep saying this was the new policy. So why has the head teacher done this? Well, apparently it is because, quote, it engenders mutual respect and encourages pupils to behave professionally as any future employer would expect. So lots of parents saying future employers do not expect people to have no sort of outward emotion towards anything. Um, and really, this seems very, very misplaced. Anyway, that's the new guidance come in for this school. They are also tightening up on the use of mobile phones, something I completely agree with there, actually, Tim. Uh, but as regards the no hugging, no hand holding, that's going to be tough to monitor in a school, isn't it? I think uh, from memory... Uh, the high school my girls went to, uh, which I won't name just in case I've got this slightly wrong, but they had a rule uh, that there was to be at least two metres. Was it a metre or two <laughs> metres? No, seriously, uh, between pupils of the opposite gender. Wow. Uh, well, yeah, this is going back to days when there were only two genders, so I don't know how... you know. <laughs> Uh, diversity, modern diversity would play into that kind of rule. You'd have to rewrite the rule. Uh, but uh, both my girls, um, well, I think they probably took very little notice of it. Took no notice <laughs> of the cell phone rules, that's for sure. Appreciate you uh, being available as always. Gavin Gray, our correspondent in the UK. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to the parenting hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip. You're you done. Got- you get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a shit ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.